kids, welcome back to another episode of the Gosford PC Kids Cast. This is Ash. And this is James. And as always, it is great to be here with you. It really is. James, what's this week been like for you? This week has been pretty good. I've got my to-do list. I'm working through it. We're getting things ready for church in person and church online. So lots of good stuff going on. What about you? Yeah, my week's been good, nice and busy. And I'm looking forward to uh, some rest days at the end of the week, which will be really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, we are going to be looking at another fun Bible story today. And to you know start to introduce some of the ideas we're going to think about, I wanted to ask you, did you ever make up rules and then get mad when people didn't follow them like so this was just rules that you like ways that you wanted things done and then you'd get mad if people didn't follow them i don't think you should use past tense <laughs> because i still do it today <laughs> it wasn't something i did as a kid i still do it now what? no yes. really <laughs> what tell give us an example uh i have particular ways that i like things put back in their place. Uh, people will often try and help me tidy up uh, my bedroom because I am notoriously messy, but at the same time, everything has its place. And sometimes people won't put things back in the right color order or they'll put the, the clothes on the coat hanger facing the wrong way. And it gets me all kinds of frustrated. Right, okay. So yeah, there's a way that you want things done. And even though technically nobody said they have to do it this way you're not impressed when they don't do it your way exactly yeah okay well we're gonna meet some guys in our story today you try and pull a move like that and jesus is gonna set them straight not not saying that you need to be set straight it's, great you know, great yeah, i'm no, glad i'm sure your coat hangers are great uh but yeah we're gonna look at that in today's bible passage Today's Bible reading is Luke chapter 6, verses 6 to 11, and we are going to be reading from the CEV version. Now, remembering that if you would like, you can draw a picture of the story as you hear it. And as always, we would love to see your creations posted on the Kids Church Parents Facebook page. So let's read together Luke chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in a Jewish meeting place, and a man with a crippled right hand was there. Some Pharisees and teachers of the law of Moses kept watching Jesus to see if he would heal the man. They did this because they wanted to accuse Jesus of doing something wrong. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he told the man to stand up where everyone could see him, and the man stood up. Then Jesus asked, On the Sabbath, should we do good deeds or evil deeds? Should we save someone's life or destroy it? After he had looked around at everyone, he told the man, stretch out your hand. He did, and his bad hand became completely well. The teachers and the Pharisees were furious and started saying to each other, what can we do about Jesus? Thank you, 
you, Ash Lovely, reading as always. Now, Thank you. Let me start by asking you a question here. We, we said at the start that we were talking about going to meet some guys that made up some rules and then wanted other people to follow it. What do you think the, the rule is here that, that the Pharisees, the, the experts and teachers of the law of Moses, w- was making up? What, what's the rule they made up here? So from the sounds of it, they're talking about uh, the fact that you supposedly can't do any work at all on the Sabbath. Right. And Even if it's last, something good. Yeah, that's right. We learned last week that the Sabbath was the day of rest. It was meant yes. to be a day where you stopped working and you uh, gave it to God and you thought about him and, and all that sort of stuff. So what's the work that they think should not be done? Healing. Healing. Which sounds crazy. It does a bit, doesn't it? And this is the second story in a row where we've got this... Uh, situation where the Pharisees or the religious leaders are getting mad because Jesus or uh, Jesus's disciples are doing what they're calling work, but it's like, is it work? Yeah, I would definitely argue with it being work. Yeah, and Jesus seems to with this one as well, right? Because what he says is, uh, on the Sabbath, should we do good deeds or evil deeds? Should we save someone's life or destroy it? So last week there was kind of this question like, uh, maybe Jesus was making the point that he, as the God of all creation, can make up the rules and change them if he needs to and that sort of stuff. This time around, it's like, you guys are just way off base. It's, you know, the Sabbath is a day of rest, yes, but the Sabbath is for good. It's not for evil and not healing someone when I could do it. That's not a good thing. So he's pretty keen uh, to make sure that they understand that it's really about doing good and loving people, not so much about the made-up rules, yeah? Yeah. So if somebody was trying to help you with your coat hangers, just, you know, and maybe you should see that as a good thing, even if they, they did it a bit bit wrong, just... I guess so. Okay. <laughs> it's no, hard no. to admit, but it's true. <laughs> now, you could still change the coat hangers back, I guess. In that true, instance. I just can't get mad at them. Yeah, that's right. And the, now, the Pharisees should not re-cripple this guy's hand. That, that would be bad. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, I think we get the point. Now, um, anything else in this passage that jumped out to you as far as what's going on? Yeah, there are a couple of things. So, I wanted to go back to... Uh, verse 7 as well as verse 11. So verse 7 says, Some Pharisees and teachers of the law of Moses were watching Jesus to see if he would heal the man. They did this because they wanted to accuse Jesus of doing something wrong. And then verse 11 says, The teachers and the Pharisees were furious and started saying to each other, What can we do about Jesus? And I wanted to look at this because it really reveals to us the heart of these guys. Mm. They're not accusing Jesus and trying to uh, prove him wrong because they genuinely believe that what he's doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. What they're actually doing is trying to trip Jesus up and catch him out by making up their own laws because they're starting to lose their power. Mm. So you can see they're incredibly jealous of Jesus, of his power and authority and the attention of the people and that they're all starting to follow Jesus. And the, the fact that they're considering, as we find out later, killing Jesus and that they follow through with that shows just how sinful their hearts are. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because last week we saw Jesus kind of showed them up with, you know, I'm the one who has authority uh, to set the rules and that sort of thing. Now they're actually looking for a chance to accuse him of doing something wrong, trying to bring him down. And then when they get shown up again publicly, because I always uh, love this part 
uh, where in verse eight, it says that Jesus tells the man to stand up where everyone could see him. Mm. It's like Jesus is deliberately saying, no, no, check it out. Look at what I'm about to do. <laughs> I'm about to heal his hand and all you guys are going to look really silly. So they've, they've been shown up and they're furious about it. Uh, because they, what they wanted to do was make Jesus look bad and they ended up looking bad themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So as a take home for the kids, we actually, uh, were talking about this earlier, weren't we? As far as what all you guys at home, uh, might want to learn or think about from this story. And so we were trying really hard to think of an example that's a little bit like what happens in this story so that we can learn from it ourselves. And so this is what we came up with. So imagine that you get to church and somebody has put out a brand new board game. It's pristine, it looks great. And one of your friends, uh, let's call her Jessie, uh, she says, I don't think we should touch that. I mean, it looks new, we, we, we don't wanna get it dirty, we don't wanna get messed up with or anything like that. But you look at it and you're like, well, it's a game and we're kids and they put out toys for us to play with and there's this new kid here and I wanna invite him to play with us. So I think it's okay if we play. And then your friend Jesse is like, no, you can't play. It's not for us and all that sort of thing. And then one of your kids church teachers comes along and is like, Jesse, why are you getting so mad? Like, it's a toy. It's for us to play with, isn't it? And to share. To share. Like, aren't our toys for doing good with and, and that sort of stuff? And so I think it's a little bit like that. Mm. So not to pick on you again, Ash, but <laughs> with, with, with your coat hangers, you know, if the point is to have things nice and orderly and all that sort of thing, and somebody's trying to help you do that, uh, maybe we should be thinking, well, they're doing something good and kind and be good to them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to check back in next week we'll kids, to see it. how Ash is doing. <laughs> I'll, I'll get her sister to mess up her coat hangers and see how it goes or something. No. All right. <laughs> good stuff, guys. Okay, kids, it is now time for your favorite part of the show, our special guest of the week. This week, our special guest is one of our awesome kids church leaders, the wonderful Zach. Hi, Zach. Nice to have you here. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, Zach, I want to know a little bit about what kind of things you like to do during the week to help keep you um, focused on God or just different ways that you can praise God throughout the week. Yeah. Um, so, I love to read. I read a lot of books and I think... One of the biggest ways this year in particular I've been uh, growing in my relationship with God has to be um, yeah, continuously reading a lot of books and learning more about God. Is this and, like Harry Potter books or uh, what kind of books? Well, I am up to the Half-Blood Prince, but no, <laughs> that hasn't been helping me with my relationship with God exactly. Um, but yeah, so I've been just reading a lot about God and trying to learn what um, my relationship with him means and how that can change my life. Um, yeah. I've also been listening to a lot of worship music too. That's one of my favorite ways that I can praise God. And yeah, I often do that in my car on my way to work or on the way to the next job site. Um, I often will pull up to the red light and people will turn to the next car over and look at me and see me singing along and I don't really care because I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun. That's good. It's awesome that you can praise God and um, not care what anyone else thinks of you. Um, so what about um, some things that God has been teaching you this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been learning a lot of patience um, in particular, this sort of the way the world's been changing. It's been um, really challenging uh, seeing um, things not happen the way that we would hope they would. So yeah, just learning how to be patient and um trying to cope with the changes that we see happening. It's been a real challenge, but it's been a great blessing as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so good. And to wrap up, I would love to know, Zach, do you have a favorite Bible passage or a favorite Bible story? Uh, yeah. So my favorite Bible uh, passage um, is Ezekiel 36, verse 26. Uh, and that says that I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Uh, yeah, and that's it's a, a verse that I always find myself coming back to. I, I think it's um, beautiful to see that the work of God and how he shapes and changes our hearts. Um, yeah, it's just one I always find myself relying on when I have times of trouble and strife. Awesome. That is a great passage. Thanks so much for your time, Zach, and we look forward to seeing you again at Kids Church pretty soon. Thank you very much for having me. It's now time for our listener question of the week. And this week's question comes from one of our youngest listeners. This is from Mr. AJ. Thank you so much, AJ, for sending in your question. Let's have a listen to what you want to know. What happens to animals after they die? Okay, James, what happens to animals after they die? It's a bit of a sad question. Well, I mean, I, it could be, depending on our answer here. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to have an encouraging answer. So we have to recognize that the Bible teaches us that people and animals are different. But first of all, I want to say that animals are great. Animals have been made by God. He made all of the birds in the sky. He made all of the fish in the sea. He made all of the animals on the land. That's one of the first things that we're told about in the Bible. It's like always the first chapter in your kids' Bibles when you read them yes. at home or look at the pictures, all the different animals. Uh, he brought all the animals to Adam to name them in the garden. So God is big on animals. They're a wonderful part of his creation. And it's a good thing that we get to have pets and enjoy them. Or maybe there's some animals we get to go to the zoo and see and all the wonderful things. And there's so many of them as well. Uh, we just watched a documentary the other day and we saw like this new species of like a bird of paradise that does this crazy dance to attract attention. And it's got all nice. these bright colors. It was really, really cool. So God loves animals. He made them uh, and they're awesome. But like I said, animals are different from people. Because the Bible says that even though we are creatures just like animals, we're special because we are made in the image of God. We are made to be uh, God's rulers in his world. We're given the ability to know him and to love him. We get to make uh, choices between good and evil things, which is something that animals don't do. And that's actually a really important thing because when Jesus came into this world to die on the cross and pay the price for our sins, it's human sins. It's not animal sins because animals don't really sin. They're different from us. That's something that only people can do, choosing good and evil. So when we talk about what happens to animals after they die, we're not really sure because the Bible is really a story about people and humans and what God has done to save and rescue us. And so as far as what happens to any one of our pets or any animal that we see in the zoo after they die, we just don't know. But because we know that animals were part of God's creation when he originally made it, we can have a lot of confidence that in the new creation that God is going to make when Jesus comes back into this world, that he is going to have animals there. And in fact, 
there are a few passages, particularly in the book of Isaiah, that talk about a future where animals are going to be living at peace with humans. So things like uh, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. We're talking about a goat, not an actual kid. Uh, the calf and the young lion and all these sorts of things. And, and even kids like reaching into snake holes and just pulling that snake out and giving it a little pat. You guys can't see Ash's face right now, but she's not impressed with this idea. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of confidence in it. So we do get this picture that when Jesus returns, there's going to be peace. And it means that even animals that are scary now will be able to play with and enjoy and all that sort of stuff. So the answer to AJ's question is, we don't know exactly what happens to animals after they die. But we can have a lot of hope that there's going to be animals in the new creation, even if they're not the same animals that we've got to know and love here on Earth now. So we can be thankful to God for the pets that we've been given and the fun that we get to have with them. And I'm looking at Ash's uh, pet Pippi right now as she's grooming herself, this little, <laughs> little kitty here. Uh, we can enjoy them now and be thankful to God for them, but we just don't know if we're going to get to see them again. So we can be thankful for the time we have with them now uh, and be also thankful that we can see more animals in the new creation with God forever. So not such a sad answer. No, <laughs> I think I just assumed that your answer was going to be no. <laughs> no, no, we, we can do better than that. We're doing good. <laughs> and that wraps up another episode of the Gosford PC Kids cast. Before we go, James, you were mentioning zoo animals before. I want to ask you, favorite zoo animal? Uh, look, it's cliched. I love the lions. They're big. Yeah. They're ferocious. They're, they're, they're leaders. King of the jungle. Love those guys. Yeah, they are pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get torn every time between lions, meerkats, and I know they're technically not a zoo animal, but I'm going to put it in there anyway. Quokkas. If anyone has seen a picture of a quokka, I might even put one up on the Facebook page so you can go and have a look. They are the cutest little, uh, I think they're marsupials that you've ever seen. They live on Rottnest Island in Western Australia, and it is one of my life goals to get over there and get a selfie with one of them. Yeah, you were telling me about this the other day, and I feel like quokkas more than any other animal have benefited from social media and digital oh, yes. technology because kids if you have not seen a quokka selfie or you know a selfie with a quokka you haven't yet lived so you know we'll, we'll try and put some up or you can google that yourself yeah there's lots of celebrity ones too they are they they associate with high people only <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> they will they will take a selfie with anyone <laughs> would you mind praying for us before we go james i'd love to Dear God, thank you for this world and everything that you have blessed us with in it. Thank you most of all for Jesus and all that he has done for us. Thank you, Father, that he came into this world to show us what it is to do good and to be kind to people. Thank you, Father, that we don't need to follow all the rules to be right with you. We just need to believe and trust in Jesus and all that he has done for us through his death and his return from the dead. Please, Father, uh, always make us be thankful for animals and for the, the fun things that we get to enjoy in this creation. And may we always be thankful for the gifts that you give us uh, and that you have designed things to be good and special and wonderful for us. Even when things are hard, we know that we've got a great future in the new creation to look forward to. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, kids. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.